Buenos dias from San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 24th of February, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. Unfortunately, we have to start this week's episode with some heart-wrenching news. More than 700,000 hectares in the province of Corrientes have been destroyed by fires at an unprecedented scale. The province is halfway to Asuncion and borders Paraguay. The flames are causing heavy losses and damage, stripping people of their homes, wild animals of their lives. Environmental experts warn that this damage will be incalculable. Videos of the catastrophe have gone viral. But while the province of Corrientes is on fire, those who should be responsible for alleviating the situation are playing the blame game. President Fernandez was silent for days in Corrientes. Province Governor Gustavo Valdez used an interview to appeal for extra help from the national government, which had not been given to him even after his first request for help on the 5th of February. Naturally, the opposition was quick to point fingers at the ruling party who quickly tried to justify their actions. More specifically, Environment and Sustainable Development Minister Juan Cavandier said the provincial government should do more to search for those responsible for the flames since these were the result of carelessness. So helpful. And while politicians spent valuable hours blaming each other, an influencer kept exposing the ineffectiveness of the government. Santiago Maratea, who has been known lately for carrying out solidarity campaigns and encouraging his 3 million Instagram followers to donate, broke all his records by collecting more than 150 million pesos, about 750,000 U.S. dollars, in just two days. The funds are currently being allocated but will be used to buy the supplies that firefighters in Corrientes so desperately need. Maratea's success, though, inspired many to compare his actions with those of the governments, or rather lack thereof. This seems to have bothered President Fernandez, who finally spoke out about the issue and said that they had been doing everything in their power to help the province, but the difference was that they didn't tweet about it or use it for publicity. Uh-huh. We generally hope that the fires will cease soon. And if you're looking for ways to help, foundations like La Casa de Corrientes, Red de Veterinarios in Catastrofes, Bomberos Fundación Rewilding are all accepting both material and monetary donations. And of course, you can also head over to Maratea's Instagram profile to find his donation links. To make a donation, follow the links in our show notes. Moving on, be sure to check your flight status if you're flying out with Arolinias Tinas. Last Thursday, a two-hour stoppage staged by air traffic controllers forced the airline to reschedule over 100 flights, which affected more than 12,000 passengers. Authorities confirmed that these issues will not have an impact on the upcoming Carnival Long Weekend. Monday the 28th and Tuesday the 1st are national holidays. Speaking of flights, there's been a lot of controversy lately regarding the cost of Vice President Cristina Fernandez to Kirchner's numerous private flights on state aircraft. Since taking over the role of VP in late 2019, she spent more than 6 million pesos, about 30,000 U.S. dollars, flying between Buenos Aires and the excellently named El Calafate, where her private residence is located. Each flight costs more than 500,000 pesos, or 2,500 U.S. dollars, while a first-class ticket with the country's flagship carrier costs 30,000 pesos are 150 U.S. dollars. Goes without saying that these are not official trips related to her position as vice president, just personal trips to get to one of her many residences. It's no secret, though, that Fernandez de Kirchner has plenty of Kirchnerites who have her back. Last week, some of them got into an argument with football superstar Sergio Kun Aguero, 
over the national government's wealth tax on large fortunes. The football player, who was recently forced to retire due to a heart condition, said during a Twitch live stream that he didn't understand why he had to pay an annual percentage of his wealth when he'd already paid taxes on his income all year long. He added that when he was poor, no one was giving him anything for free. His opinion generated repercussions online, and Kirchner writes answered by quoting late footballer Diego Maradona, who in 1996 said, quote, the government should take from those who have the most, like me, end quote. On that note, about taking from its citizens, the government wants to encourage people to work beyond retirement age by promising a better pension rate. In Argentina, women can retire at 60 years old and men at 65 if they have at least 30 years of experience of service. In other words, if they have been contributing for 30 years by paying pension tax. However, retirement is optional until 70. This new initiative encourages people to work until they're 70 by promoting an agreement with the international monetary fund, which is still in progress. It won't be a proper reform, but the extension of millions of contributors' active working life makes economic sense for a government seeking to please the IMF. According to official data, 300,000 people who are over retirement age are still paying the pension tax. While on the topic of the IMF, the fund is demanding a 60% increase in electricity rates in Argentina for 2022. However, President Fernandez rejected this demand and claimed that he will only authorize an increase of 20% split among users with greater purchasing power. The discrepancy is an obstacle that will make reaching an official argument harder and potentially lead to default by the end of March. Great. As a reminder, on the 22nd of March, Argentina is due to pay $2.8 billion to the IMF, and for that to happen, the fund's board needs to finalize and approve the agreement they've been working on for weeks now. Another of the IMS demands for Argentina's central bank to raise interest rates above annual inflation. Inflation is now running at about 51% year-on-year, and the central bank's rate increase will take the effective annual rate to almost 52%. bank will also create a new 180-day note called Notalic, which will have a nominal rate of 47%. Also, remember how the 2022 budget was rejected in Congress last December? Well, the government is currently adjusting it, and among the changes, they issued a decree on Tuesday the 22nd that authorizes more local debt issuance this year. More specifically, it authorizes Argentina's treasury to issue an additional 790 billion pesos, about 7 billion U.S. dollars, according to the official exchange rate, in notes in 2022. In other news, international price of soybean climbed to more than 600 U.S. dollars per ton for March, prompted by Russian aggression and reinvasion of Ukraine, as well as climate issues in South America. This is the most important crop for Argentina, and although it's not the most affected by the problems of Russian aggression, the drought that plagues Argentina and Brazil poses a significant threat for the harvest. Going back to inflation issues for a minute, the popularity of crypto credit cards like Limon Cash is at an all-time high right now in Argentina, with inflation surging at 51%. Many are choosing the Lemon Cash Visa card to make purchases as these convert the necessary amount of cryptocurrency from the user's account into pesos to make payments. In countries with devalued currencies, people use crypto as a refuge. With these crypto cards, you can pay for anything just like you would with a traditional credit card. A good exchange rate between crypto and pesos and without worrying that the money in your account is losing its value. But Lemon Cash isn't the only offering crypto cards in the region. Digital wallet provider Ripio is also issuing their own and has more than 3 million users, most of them in Argentina and Brazil. 
That's it for this week. Thanks for joining. Send us a DM on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina to let us know your thoughts, ideas, anything you want to let us know. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. Thank you.